Welcome to Shit Your Teenagers Won't Tell You, a podcast about everything you need to know about teens. I'm Kathy. And I'm Meredith. And we speak teenager. Uh, did we also mention that we're best friends? We've worked as admission officers, prep school administrators, and most importantly, have coached thousands of teens. In other words, we have seen it all. So join us every week as we give you the lowdown on all the shit your teenager isn't telling you. Because trust us, there's a lot of it. And if you don't know what to do with the teenagers in your life, don't worry. We've got your back. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Shit Your Teenagers Won't Tell You. Mary and I are in person. She's clapping. Clap, 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 clap. Another high five. Great way to start any episode. Yes. So we are feeling... <laughs> Super sassy today. We're putting on our sassy pants. And like, real talk. Unlike like, every other <laughs> every episode. <laughs> but should we per- stop saying that? Maybe one of these days we'll say like, we're feeling really calm and mellow and generous. We're just going to meditate today. Now we're going to Take our have some off. thoughts. We have some thoughts. Because in the world of college admissions... Uh oh, fingertips are together. The finger, mm, my Smithers tips are together. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm, Smithers. See, it burns. Well, this is, hmm? Mr. Burns. Oh, Mr. Burns, but Smithers is his, his lackey. But Burns is the one who does Burns, work. who does. Sorry, I've got my Simpson trivia missed up. Also, sorry, <laughs> Simpsons fans. Well. Anyways, Anyways so the, <laughs> the title of this episode is Things That Make Us Go Ew. <laughs> In only one domain, though. In one domain. In college admissions, <laughs> specifically as it relates to the teenagers' resumes when we get their activity <laughs> summaries. I'm like I, – I, I thought of this episode because I had a parent text me, one of my kiddos that I was working with, and she's like, oh, my God, I'm so excited. We just signed our kiddo up for a service trip with this company to Costa Rica, <sighs> and they're going to go build some houses. And I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> With a T at the end. With a T at the end. I was like, oh, Lord. And I was like, you know what? Honestly, I'm not a big fan. And I was like, do people not know this? <laughs> and I was like, maybe people don't know this. But we worked in admissions for so long and have seen so many teenagers' resumes and profiles that we're just like, ew. Ew. <laughs> Why? Why? Why are you doing this? Be original, people. Please do something else. Can we have an original thought? No. Okay. Mm-mm. Okay. Because I want to, I'm going to read that one article by the one private college counselor oh, that charges $40,000 a year. Oh, and they so told me you're I activating had to do me. this. I know. Well, I'm trying oh. to get you fired up so I'm, you can be I extra am fired up. spiky. Spiky? <laughs> Spikes. Sassy? Spiky? Spicy? Spiky. Oh, okay. Okay. I know spiky. words. <laughs> Anyways, the point being that there are many things that make us go, ew. And I want you all to know what they are so that nobody looks at your kids, or if you are a teenager <laughs> listening, nobody looks at your resume and goes and ew. rolls their eyeballs like, yeah. ew. Yeah. Why? I like this kid despite the fact that they're in Oh, yeah. You don't want that. You don't right? want that. But it happens. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, if you are applying to college right now and you're like, but I already did that. <laughs> My kid has been in NCL for four years. Well, that's good because then you're going to learn from this episode how to potentially represent those experiences in a different way. 
Hi, another high five. Boom, boom. I love it. I love it. Because there some people, anyways, what I'm trying to say Start is. Start over. Subject, then verb. Some people are going to get listen to this episode and be like. They're going to be mad? They're going to be mad or they're going to be ill to us, but we don't care. Ha ha. We do care. I don't care. Okay. I'm just going to say it like it is. Okay. Okay. Say it. I already started because I talked about that one kid who's going on his service trip. Anyways, I made his parents unsign him up because I was like, no, I don't think that's a great idea. And honestly, it just – it's like so – why why don't we like it, Meredith? You help me. Jump in, girl. Okay. I'm getting all worked up uh, Yeah, here. I can tell. Are you, mm-hmm. you good? Mm-hmm. Is there a period? It's okay. Okay. Go. <laughs> why? So the service trip abroad – The reason that most of the time, and I'm not going to say all of the time, but most of the time that is not a great idea is because students talk about it in, I would say, a paternal kind of way. I'm going to go here and help these people. Mm, I'm a savior. Right. So there's that. And I didn't realize how great my life was until I went and saw how poor people lived. I didn't realize how privileged I was. (laughs) If if your child's first experience, sorry, if you live in the state of California, if you live in the Bay Area where there is relative deprivation, where there are incredibly some of the wealthiest communities in the nation and some of the poorest and with some of the largest homeless populations in the country, and your child has to go to Costa Rica to understand poverty, that is what's going to happen in the admission office. What I just said is mm-hmm. what an admission counselor is going to think. Really? Mm-hmm. You were 17, 18 years old and you had to travel to another country instead of 20 minutes well, down 580 yeah. in order to like – understand that you had a lot of privilege to understand that people live at vastly different socioeconomic strata and that that creates real material challenges with healthcare, access to education, access to clean water, access to food. Like it's not a good look. It's not a mature look. It makes a student come across as incredibly sheltered, privileged, immature, and worse, depending on how they talk about it, at times entitled condescending and an uneducated patronizing uneducated Uneducated. uncultured Mm -hmm. uninformed so that's why damn girl (laughs) she dropped it like it was hot you sure did drop it we can tell for those of you listening that meredith and i have very strong feelings about some of these things and we're just like oh worked up worked up about it but you know what though but i didn't say you know yes i have strong feelings and It's the truth in most cases. Now, I did say most cases, and I do want to talk about maybe what could be the exception. I want to say, as somebody, I have actually sent a kid, I've actually said, you should go on one of these trips because it was not to build up your resume, but just to get out of your very Mm. protected, insulated bubble. And there was no other way that their parents were going to let them experience anything else unless it was going to be highly organized. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it was their only chance That's too sad. at independence. That's sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I just need you to get out of your home and yeah. have an independent experience that your parents would be comfortable sending you on. Yeah. Like, please help your children yeah. interact with different kinds of communities in your local area. It's a really, I mean, that's just frankly being proximate to difference of all kinds, different art, different ideas, different backgrounds, different languages, different culture, different Mm -hmm. food. That's just good, healthy development. And especially in California, especially in the Bay Area, there are enclaves of wealth. And if you never want to leave your normal route to Whole Foods, you never have to, right? So it, it requires intentionality 
to go yep. beyond sort of th- these insular spaces. And you and I are not immune to that. I live in Marin. Yeah. I live in San Mateo. Yeah. Like the other day there was like traffic and I I caught myself being uppity and I was like, oh girl, you better sit your ass down. (laughs) Like, and so we need to just sort of be mindful of that. And the other exception. So I think, so I think your point is a good one. If the parents are so resistant, I mean, I would make the case that that's sort of not setting your child up to be an independent human in the Mm -hmm. world, but that's a whole other episode. The other, the other instance that I have seen, I've had students who are really interested sincerely in international politics, international development, developing countries, kind of sustainable agriculture, like where that is a real profound interest that they have already explored in their mm-hmm. local community. And this sort of doing so in another place, in a different ecosystem for is sort of a more graduated, more rigorous way for them to continue to explore an interest they've already demonstrated a lot of passion around. That's right. And so in that case, I'm like, yeah, go yeah. to it. Leveling go up. To- Level up. They girl. leveled Level up. up. Yep. Absolutely. So another we have a long list. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna move on to the next one. Next. And I'm always surprised by how many parents don't know this and how many calls we would get in the co- college counseling office about the so-and-so leadership forum that we have to pay five thousand dollars for our child to spend three days in Washington, DC to attend. Yeah. This blah, 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 blah certificate honor, but with this national honor society that my kid can get on if we pay $500 to enroll them, or they can get in this magazine if we pay $1,000. I'm like, these predatory mofos. Yeah, it's pretty predatory, some of it. Now, you know, the leadership conferences, let's talk about that. I think there are, I have had students do them that have liked the experience. You know, they're like, oh, I got to learn a lot about politics or I learned a lot about medicine or, and for some students, that's their only or first exposure. Mm -hmm. Great, cool, fine. They meet kids from other places, but don't think that that has any positive impact on the college admission process. It's purely for their own edification that you would choose to pay the money to do that kind of thing. Absolutely. It is not prestigious. No, it is not prestigious. And I think a lot of these companies position themselves as prestigious. And that colleges, like our kids go to these colleges and colleges look at this program and think, oh, damn. Yeah, that's lies. You got into this $8,000 program? No. Lies. Lies. Total lies. That part is lies. That part is total lies. And I think that's how they get families interested because they think, oh, this is an honor to be part of this. Yes. There are plenty of programs out there in this world that don't cost that much that will expose your children to medicine, law, social justice, whatever profession they might be interested in, right? That aren't these, I'm so cool, you should definitely send your kid here. And there's even one, there's one, I forget what the name of it, but they require a teacher from your school to nominate you. And then some teachers are like suckers. (laughs) Yeah. And they don't know any better. And they're like, oh, I have this great history student. Yeah. I'm going to nominate them. And oh, it's all marketing people. Marketing. Oh, I really dislike it because it's because of the way they they market to families. It's just shady. So I would be very wary and I would talk to your school counselor. I would get advice and just get some input from other folks before you start giving money to these programs and signing your kids up. That's a pet peeve of mine. Yes. I was on a call, two calls this week with students who we were talking, you know, it's February, we're recording in February. And I was sort of talking to them about what their plans were for the summer. And in both cases, I said, what are you thinking about? You know, let's, let's talk about your summers. You know, what sounds fun to you? Well, I think I'm going to get an internship. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I was like, you mean your dad's going to get you an I was internship? Like, what kind of internship? How? Tell me more. Oh, I don't know. Both cases. I was like, get your face out of my face with your internship. <laughs> Listen, friends, internships, actual internships, real internships usually are the territory of college students. Occasionally, high school students can have meaningful experiences in internships. But Kathy, why do I find that annoying? And why do you find that annoying when a student might respond that way? I find it annoying because I think most kids want an internship because they think it looks good on their resume and it's something that they need to do. And the other reason I find it, and it's not, it doesn't come from a place of genuine interest, right? It's like, oh, this is a thing that I have to do. It's like volunteering. Like, oh, I have to volunteer, so I'm going to go do these 20 hours here. it's It's on the checklist. It's on the checklist. And then it's not something like if a kid went and made a connection, like let's say I have a kid who's really interested in journalism and then he took a journalism class over the summer and made a connection with a journalist who came to speak at the class and then was able to shadow them for a day and then got offered an internship. Then I'd be like, cool. Damn. Doing it. You got that, baby. Get it. Get it. You know, I would be so excited. They made that happen for themselves. Exactly. Exactly. So my second part of the pet peeve is that, oh, well, you know, I'm just going to go intern at my dad's company. I'm like, okay. Mm. I mean, you can, but my, don't. You can do it, but don't my mom expect has colleges a friend to be impressed. that owns a this or a that. <laughs> my dad has a friend. friend. Absolutely, and especially in the Bay Area, like everybody's got a friend who's got a friend who can get you connected to somebody somewhere, which is fine. I don't think it's a bad experience for kids no. to be in a professional ex- environment and to see what it's like to be X, right? Like I think that's cool, but I don't think you should. Put that on your resume thinking colleges are going to go, oh, OMG, you go to this really – you're from this really wealthy neighborhood and I see what your parents do for a living. <laughs> we I have that, all the information. I see that your dad's in finance and you spent an internship with a venture capitalist firm. Yeah, shocking. Yeah. Right, right. It's like with the – And you want to, a major in business. We can connect the dots pretty easily. Yeah. And in those cases, you have to understand people who are reading files, like they're going to roll an eyeball and just, it's not like I roll the eyeball and I'm like, forget this kid. I hate this kid. You're just kind of like, all right, fine. This kid is like from a privileged community. No surprise. It just screams it's accurately or not because, you know, admission counselors are fallible. They're people too. They're not always going to, and these files get read fast. It's going to scream privileged. It's going to scream like someone cleared the path for, you know, the snowplow parenting, right? Right. It is just simply not impressive when an admission counselor believes that the child hasn't created, pounded the pavement themselves in literal and metaphorical ways. It's just not. And guess what? There are plenty of kids in the pool who do. And when your kid is stacked up against those kids, they ain't got a leg to stand on, relatively speaking. You know, the kid who's the journalist, who gets the, secures the journalist internship because they had this profound and prolonged interest in journalism that they proactively and independently pursued on their own, and they're through their own hard work gets the internship, that's impressive. Yeah. And admission counselors can tell the difference. Yep. Well, I think that that's ultimately any experience that a kid has, you want them to walk away feeling like, wow, that was so meaningful. I have so much to say about it. it I was- have new skill. Like, learn skills. That's a huge one. Don't just get coffee and file. I would much rather have a, frankly, I mean, I'd rather a kid, let's say the kid's interested in finance and they want to spend a month interning it somewhere. I'm like, don't do that. Go work in a small business and then go have your parents who know all these fancy finance people 
find five of them and spend a day shadowing five of them. And mm-hmm. you'll learn and you'll get the best of both worlds. You actually do roll up your sleeves and do something related, like learn how a business actually works, like get your hands dirty yeah, yeah. and then go shadow folks in the industry that you think you might want to join yeah. and ask questions. Couldn't agree more. And make them make those phone calls and make them make those, send those emails. Couldn't agree more. The challenge, like when, because you and I do work with privileged communities when we're doing this work, is that I am empathetic in that, like, these kids kind of just come from these communities where that's so normal. The norm, so right? normal. Yeah. So it's kind of like if you're not doing that, there's like something wrong with you, or you feel like you're letting your kid down if you're not providing that for them. I have these connections. Shouldn't I be leveraging them for my kid? Because everybody else is doing it and it seems to be working. I understand the impulse and I'm empathetic. So like I have a kid this year who did do an internship that their parents connected them to. Mm -hmm. And it's not ideal, but it was in a topic that he is very passionate about. Yeah. And he cares a lot about and is really interested in. I don't think any college is going to look at that and be like, mind freaking blown. Yeah. (laughs) Right? So I think that's the takeaway. It's not that you can't get your kid an internship. And they could walk away from that internship with valuable experience. Yeah. They might even learn a skill. Maybe. And for this student who is an engineer, who wants to study engineering, computer engineering in college, big shock for Silicon Valley. (laughs) Like a programming internship really gave him a lot of insight into what it's actually like to work. To do that every day. To do that work every single day and what yeah. their expectations are. And so I think it was valuable. But ag- again, I don't think – and he put it on his resume, but I don't think any college is going to walk away from that being like, you got that internship? I wonder how you did that. <laughs> well, I think you're drawing so an important impressed. distinction that there's two kinds of motivators we're touching on, which is – Sometimes those experiences, please have those experiences not all be about getting into college and positioning yourself for the college process. We want students and families to pursue experiences that are meaningful all on their own and their impact on the college process is secondary to that impact on them personally. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like in that example, right, your 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 student learned a lot about what day-to-day life looked like and though that's not particular that has neutral impact in the college process. They are in a better position to think about what they want to major in, to talk about why they're interested in what they want to major in. Absolutely. So value add. Here's another example. I have a student, actually had a student who was interested, thought she was interested in veterinary medicine and was going to do one of these sort of sponsored research fancy things in the summer with a professor. Oh, the sponsored. Let's talk about the sponsor. What do you mean by the sponsored fancy research? Hold on for a second. I'll let you talk about it because I know you, you like, I like the way you talk about it better. So anyway, so as you were talking about it, it was something like in, you know, just some sort of connected to veterinary science, but kind of. And I said, Okay. I was like, that sounds kind of boring. Are you interested in that, like that professor's research area? Like, well, no, but I like need to do research because it looks, you know, basically looks good. I said, you know what's going to look better and actually be better for you? You have pets. Where do your pets go for veterinary care? Okay. I want you to call up the veterinarian and see if they need some part-time help in the summer and spend your summer holding dogs, cleaning out cages, walking dogs, holding cats, learning what it's like in a veterinary hospital day in and day out. Mm -hmm. That's going to get you, first of all, you're going to learn way more about veterinary medicine and whether or not you want to pursue that. It's not an easy path. Mm -hmm. Secondly, you're going to gain valuable skills about animal care and animal husbandry. And third, you're going to be able to, you're in a high pressure work 
environment with lots of other adults with where you, you need customer service skills, you need analytical skills, like time it's going to skills, time management, it's going to all the things yeah. do more faster than anything else. So she did that and she was happy she did that, but it was harder work. It was much harder work, much harder work on her feet, eight hours a day, like way. I'm like, Oh, you're gonna work 40 hours a week. Okay. She was That's so cute. Great. She was like, like three weeks in, she was like, I don't, this, this is, is so hard. hard. Adults do this. I was like, yes, yes. we do. <laughs> Why don't you like research? Well, I, I, and I think parents are, they think that the research thing is going to look better. Yeah. Quote, unquote, look better because we got this Dartmouth professor to work with our kid yeah. on this research project yes. in X. Could be any subject. It, economics. Sports history, analytics. Sports analytics. Like, knock yourself out. Pick a topic. You can do research in it. There's companies who are doing it. Yeah. You can pay them money. They'll connect you with the professor at one of these schools. There's there's also – there's so many programs like this. I get solicited all the time because they know Village works with teenagers. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we have this company and we connect teenagers with grad students who are doing this work at these prestigious universities. And – it makes me roll my eyeballs because there is something in the universe that has made parents all believe that this is the ticket to what get into What is that? Yeah, like why is that? Is that a is that a Bay Area thing? I don't think it is a Bay Area. I I think it's just like the parent. It's like a newer thing. Network, like the parent oh. network. Like they just all talk to the one game another. of telephone. Yeah, and it, in parent communities, yeah. this research thing has really gained momentum, and you can tell because there's more and more companies offering. Yeah, it. yeah. So I just want to get the message out there. Like a lot of colleges are going to look at this and kind of be like, "All right, that's fine." I actually sent this message out on the NACAC listserv. Oh, nice. The National Association of College Admission Counselors. So there's a national pro- there's a professional <laughs> organization for the work that we do. What, what did they say? So I sent it out on NACAC because one of my students got admitted to one of these programs because I was – and I kind of poo-pooed it. I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I just feel like these programs are a dime a dozen. It's yeah. not particularly interesting, blah, 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 blah. I don't think it adds much to your resume. So I was like, but you know what? I know my bias, and I know I'm extremely biased against these programs. Yeah. So let me just put it out into the professional community. Let me community. get a gut check. Yeah. A professional community okay, let me, gut check. Let me check out. And it's interesting because I got a lot of mixed responses. Okay. So there were folks who were like, oh, our kids have done it. It's totally legitimate. They got a good experience. And then that made me feel better. At yeah. least it was like the kids walked away with a positive experience. Yes. They learned something. They got to – they know more investigate about more yeah. into this topic that they're interested in. They understand what the research process is like. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, great. So they're at least That's running good. a rigorous program. Yeah. So I'm okay with that. I feel good about that. And then there are lots of people who are writing in who are like, you should check out my company. And then <laughs> <laughs> soliciting. Oh my gosh. Yeah, for sure. And then there are people who are like, eye rolling, like me. Yeah, you know, this is kind of like the new like mission trip. <laughs> It is. It is. Because I think finally, culturally, most of the like, don't go abroad to discover that socioeconomic diversity exists in the world has been quashed to some degree. To some degree. And then people, but instead, this is taken over this idea of, yeah, let's do, let's make you do research as a 17 year old. Why? It's, yeah. And if you've ever actually done research or had to, gone to grad school and had to take, you know, like, again, I think the distinction being is it a rigorous, legit, like, is it a valid program? That's the first question. 
Will my child grow as a result of participating in this program? Will they learn new skills? Will they be intellectually challenged? Is it rigorous in some way? If the answer is yes and yes. And does it make sense for my kid? Right? Yes. That's that's, huge. I see so many kids getting pulled into these programs who have no business conducting research. It's like, bro, come on. (laughs) Is that you? Right. You should be working at In-N-Out this summer. It's fine. It's but all good. I think that's such good experience. It is such good experience. Such like good you experience. do not need to be holed away in your freaking no. bedroom on a computer no. for six to eight weeks over the summer. Like, is it appropriate? And there are certain kids that it is appropriate for. There are certain kids who are like, that sounds amazing. Oh, I did my burns fingers again. <laughs> With a whole other <laughs> But, you know, like, I'm so excited about that. I can't wait. It's like, oh. Anyways, it reminds me of how I feel about kids who feel the need to do things like math competitions. Or it's in that same vein, right? Of like, oh, I need to. I have to do my, yeah, this certificate for this thing. Or I have to take summer school classes so I can be a multivariable calculus by the time I'm a senior. Oh, Lord. You know what I think is getting triggered in us? What? I'm going to speak for us as one. Tell me. We are one. I think part of our issue is that we work and have worked with very high achieving kids. Yes. And while we are not knocking achievement, because I think it's important, healthy striving is an important thing. You and I have seen sort of, there's two things I would recommend, the race to nowhere Nowhere. and excellent sheet. Yep. You and, which is a book. You and I have seen how that hyper focus on hyper achievement hurts kids. Mm -hmm. And so- I notice I have a little bit of an allergic reaction in these conversations with families because I'm thinking of the thousands, and I'm not exaggerating, the thousands of kids I have worked with who have also had profound anxiety and profound mental health struggles that stem in part from this relentless pursuit of the next level of whatever. Mm -hmm the next level of language, the next mm-hmm. level of research, the next level of sports, the, you know, and it's like, yo, at what cost? So I think achievement, so I'm noticing myself as we're having this conversation, I'm like, why am I grumpy about this really? <laughs> some of it's a privilege thing. Some of it's a, but I think some of it's that is because I've had to deal with so much of the shadow side of this. Well, the shadow side and the thing that really gets me is that people are not using their brains. Like parents are just like, this is what I have to do. Okay. 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 Let's do that. Cause I heard it from somebody, from somebody who heard it from somebody. Yeah. Like that's the, the thing that critical, gets me. Yeah. The critically thing, think about it. Critically France. thinking, understanding what's right for your it. kid. Yeah. What, understanding what's right for your kid. Right. Those two things drive me nuts. That's well said. Let's not be sheeple. Let's not let our kids be sheeple. sheeple. That's what drives me insane. Yeah. It's like, why? Don't buy into the hype. Don't think colleges are going to look at that and just be like, what? I've never seen that before in my life. Amazing. Also, <laughs> zoom out for a second. If your entire cohort of parents is all doing the same thing, guess like, what? Y'all, y'all not, look the same. Y'all look the same. The, well, we'll do an episode on this, but the New York Times did it, an article recently yeah. on how to appear less Asian. In your college applications that like Asian students are trying to appear less Asian because they are worried about the Asian bias, blah, 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 blah. blah, blah. blah. But I do think that in general, there is this kind of like the same kid syndrome, right? Like we talk Mm. about every kid 
looks the same because they hear the same thing mm-hmm. that we have to do this thing. So let's mm-hmm. do them. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, in so much of our coaching, we're trying to tie kids choices to their values, to their character, to the things that they care about in the world. Right. Like versus. I also like, think we're asking kids to work harder. I'm sorry. I think you have to work harder. If yeah. you are at in and out standing on your feet eight hours a day, I think it yeah, is a get different kind of, of labor zone. People. Yeah. I think we are like, like, I want you to work harder. Yeah. I want you to in diverse ways. Well, and I think that's that's huge. It's like get uncomfortable. Lunch isn't at a certain hour provided for you on the schedule, on the itinerary that you were yeah. given in advance, right? Like you got to figure that stuff out for yourself like a young yeah. adult. Yeah, 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 All right. yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, oh, oh. We have feelings about this. So anyways. Did we talk about all the things? I think we talked about most of the things. And I think that just a general rule of thumb as you're thinking about activities for your kids, it's like why are we doing this Ask yourself the question, why are we doing this? Are we doing this because we think it's going to look good? Are we doing this because it's a growth opportunity for my child? Are we doing this because it's an opportunity for my child to investigate a genuine interest or Mm -hmm. grow a genuine interest, right? If it is the latter two, great. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. if you're doing it primarily because you think it looks good, it's probably ew. the wrong choice. Ew. So ew. I have to say things that make it go ew. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do that for those of you, my my '90s friends, those of you who went to high school in that era with me. Really, don't get caught up in the hype, people, because it does not look as impressive as you think. It just doesn't. And if a place is marketing itself like it's hot shit, it's not hot shit. We'll end on this note. When I had a conversation with my student this week about their internship and they replied with, well, Meredith, and I suggested an alternative and they replied with, well, do you think that's going to look as good? And they gave me some version of that. Yeah. And I paused and I said, so-and-so, I used their name, which I will not use here. (laughs) I said, do you honestly believe that I'm going to give you any advice that I think would hurt your chances of getting into college? Ooh, girl. And he was like, of course not. I said, so- See So I'm suggesting something that makes you more uncomfortable. Let's not confuse that yep. with doesn't look as good. Yep. So I say that because probably some of the things we've said today are making some of our listening audience a little uncomfortable. I hope it is. Okay. <laughs> Girl, I'm trying to end on like empathy and compassion. Come <laughs> oh, sorry. on. Come on. <laughs> so I'm so worked out. I know. Turn the corner with me. <laughs> and know that Kathy and I are never, ever going to say something that we think would hurt or hinder or inhibit a child from being well-positioned for selective college admission. That is correct. Okay. That's it. We done. Thank we you it. for we listening to Thank yet another for, uh, episode. For putting up with our spicy and spiky. <laughs> We're spiky and spicy. We're spiky and, and spicy sassy. today. Yes. But full of good information. Yes. Full of something. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Shit Your Teenagers Won't Tell You. And we will see you next time. Peace out.